0: And we're back in this Thursday. It is January 6th, a year to the day, the U.S. Capitol riot. And earlier today, President Joe Biden, with a rebuke of his predecessor, the former president, although he didn't mention Donald Trump by name, blaming him for the violence a year ago. Have a listen.
1: We didn't see a former president who had just rallied the mob to attack, sitting in the private dining room off the Oval Office in the White House, watching it all on television and doing nothing for hours as police were assaulted, lives at risk, the nation's capital under siege.
0: President Biden going on to say that there is a dagger on the throat of democracy. Joining us now is Bruce Heyman, a former U.S. ambassador to Canada, and he joins us now here on Global News Radio to lend some perspective. Bruce, good afternoon. Nice to have you back on with us. Good afternoon. It's a pleasure to be back. Okay. It's a, one of those moments in history. We were talking about this uh, earlier in the show this afternoon. We all remember where we were when we saw what was taking place at the U.S. Capitol. Uh, take us back to a year ago. Do you remember where you were and what was your initial reaction?
1: So I was with my wife in uh, her office back in Chicago, and it was the TV was on a little bit in the background, and you know, it was like, wait, wait, what is this? What's going on? This, is, wait a minute! And you immediately turn your attention to these events. And uh, it was, it was an incredibly shocking, disturbing, um, sad moment for someone who was confirmed by the U.S. Senate. Someone who was a young student worked on Ka- Capitol Hill and worked in and out of that building and someone who cares so much and so deeply about our country and democracy to see it under assault and insurrection, uh, like that was, was just jarring. Would you call it shocking? Would you call it heartbreaking? Uh, maybe both, both. I, I think clearly, you know, when you have something that is treasured, you know, and that is lost, um, uh, or at least attacked, um, that you you go through a wide range of emotions. At this point in time, you know, a year later digesting it, you realize now how fragile democracy is and how one person, while you may have read it in the history books of all throughout time of various countries that lost democracies to authoritarian rulers under different circumstances, you never think that that could happen to you. Never think it could happen to America. And yet we elected Donald Trump, and yet he did not want to give up power, like happens in so many of these cases. And he tried to use whatever tools he had, legal and illegal, at his hands to try to circumvent the election, the real honest election of his successor, President Joe Biden.
0: Speaking of Joe Biden, President Biden saying today, as I mentioned a moment ago, that there's a dagger at the throat of democracy. Is he right with that statement? Do you think he is? Um, and it's you know almost
1: literally. So, I, I will say I listened very carefully to his speech. I've heard him speak so many times. I've been with him in person when he's given speeches. I will tell you that in my personal view, this may go down as one of the, if not the, most important speech of this man's long. Career, his historic career in serving the United States of America, that this speech today may go down in history as a very memorable time, and hopefully, it will be looked upon as the time that U.S. was very close to losing its democracy, and took a took a turn and re, you know, um, reinforced the democracy that we have to ensure that this never happens again, as opposed to otherwise.
0: I couldn't help but notice that President Biden, Bruce, said that there's a dagger at the throat of democracy, not American democracy, but democracy. So, is it your belief that democracy is under attack, not only maybe in the US, but right around the world, including maybe here in Canada? We're seeing it globally. Um, We're seeing a lot of people
1: frustrated with where they're going in their lot in life. And that lot in life, has been disadvantaged by a number of things um the first is the the need for growth and capital and the those that have want to just continue to accumulate more and more and more you know in many cases at the expense of those who don't and so the gap between rich and poor is so wide now uh, not only in the united states but globally which is putting a lot of pressure um on on the populace and on the people who are very frustrated then and thinking it's democracy in and of itself whereas capitalism has gone i think a bit of muck and gone to extremes it doesn't mean it's bad it just means that sometimes you know, you go too much to one side on the, the pendulum. So the people are frustrated. I think technology is also leading to that, both in terms of taking jobs away from people. We wake up one day and a computer or an app or something has displaced another person and another person's job. But also now with this technology, the ability to perpetrate lies and false information and feed it into people's mindset with algorithms that make you believe that actually
0: this is real news. Yeah, these are some big issues and some big problems. So uh, how do we tackle this, do you think, Bruce? How, how do we move forward? Well, you you do it in a number of steps. The, the first step is that the most
1: important part of a democracy is the ability to vote and the protection of that vote. And I think that we've identified now through a number of speeches and through reality of what we saw Uh, then President Trump do is to try to take the vote away from those who are legitimately able to vote as citizens of the United States. Uh, Second, those who do this, who try to take the vote away through illegal means need to be punished. Um, We're seeing the punishment now put on a number of people, over 700 people have been charged in the attack on the Capitol from a year ago, but no organizer, no funder none of the leadership have been charged as of yet but the attorney general says that stay tuned there's work in progress here uh number three we need the people to get out and vote and because if you get depressed and you don't vote you're going to let those who kind of control the narrative take it away, which is my message right now for Americans living in Canada. There are more Americans living in Canada than any other country in the world outside the United States, and you're able to vote. If you just go to vote from you can register right now today to vote, and you need to do it every year. That's the crazy thing. Even if you voted in 2020, you need to register again. And so just do it. Like If you're home right now listening to this or in your office and you're an American citizen, go to votefromabroad.org. It's a nonpartisan site, although funded by the Democrats to help um, Americans living abroad vote. You don't have to be a Democrat to go do this, although I think you should be considering voting Democrat which is the party I'm affiliated with. But more importantly, get your vote out. Let's do it.
0: Well, speaking of the uh, Democrats, there's many tributes, many speeches uh, made uh, today in Washington, largely by Democrats, uh, Bruce. As a matter of fact, uh, I believe that the reporting I've seen is pretty much exclusively it was Dick Cheney from the GOP. He came to the Capitol today saying he's deeply disappointed in Republican leadership. Are you surprised something like this is so partisan?
1: You know, we've become such a partisan um, country and I think uh, other places in the world, people are so aligned that my party, right or wrong, this is it. Um, It's really sad that we find ourselves in that. While I call myself a Democrat, I will tell you, uh, first and foremost, for me is democracy and the Constitution and the United States of America. And regardless, I've said this. When I was leaving, and I believed it, when I left in Donald Trump, the day Donald Trump was sworn in, uh, I said, regardless of party, the U.S.-Canada relationship is strong. Never did I realize that Donald Trump would take and manipulate the Canada-U.S. relationship the way he did. And so it's become a very partisan effort. And even more so, I think the Republican Party is really the Trump Party now. And so what do we do to shine light on truth and you know make sure that they don't gain um, significant power such that they then destroy our democracy
0: completely. Only got about a minute left here, Bruce, but I wanted to ask you, where do you think the Canada-U.S. relationship is right now? What do you think something like uh, we saw a year ago, January 6th, how does that implicate the relationship? Uh, And of course, there's been a lot of reporting and a lot of talk over the last couple of months about Biden's Build Back America plan, which uh, could and does exclude a lot of uh, Canadian business and could hurt the Canadian economy. Where are we right now with our relationship? Canada-U.S. relationship is strong. Um,
1: you have a good new U.S. ambassador who will represent the government in Ottawa. I have spent time with the president as vice when he was vice president and during the campaign. And I know how he feels about Canada, which is it's our ally. It's our friend. It's our neighbor. It's our trusted trading partner. And he believes in Canada. The greatest threat to the Canada-U.S. relationship is the U.S. loses its democracy. And we get some crazy authoritarian leader, which then dictates terms and doesn't follow the rule of law. And the rule of law is such that we have to work together, U.S. and Canada. Look, we're going to have our differences. We always have some differences. We have such a complex relationship and the differences get the news. But 98, 99 percent of the time, we're all aligned. We're aligned so, so much, except during the Trump administration. I would say that's almost always the case.
0: And so I hope we don't see that again. All right, Bruce, I got to leave it there for now. Really appreciate your time with us this afternoon. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure. Be well, everyone. All right. Bruce Heyman is the former U.S. ambassador to Canada. And we're back after this on Global News Radio.